Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now your host, James Swanson. Well, the 2019 NFL draft is now officially in the books, and it's time to give our take on what we, what happened over the weekend, uh, where a lot of these guys fell, you know, specifically the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, the running backs, and the tight end. So this is our draft recap show on here on here on Pad the Stats. I'm your host, James Swanson. I'm alongside Pat Cotter, who joins me for one of the first times this year, I think. Right, Pat? I think it's been the first time all this year, man. I mean, I've been letting you handle the, uh, the rookie scouting uh, kind of overview. You know, I've been scouting with you, but just kind of letting you handle all of the overviews, keep them short and sweet. Um, but... You know, I had to jump on this one. I can't miss the uh, the, the draft. Yeah, this is a good one. This is a good one to do as a as a team. And you've you know, Pat's been helping me a lot with um, with the scouting as well. And we've we've done a lot of film study together. Uh, he's you know pretty instrumental, and um, you know he kind of keeps all of really a lot of the numbers and the analytics and and stuff you know through Excel and stuff. So it's been uh, really important. Um, so. Pat, like I mentioned, this podcast is really just going to be, we're going to run down uh, through round by round. We're going to talk about, we're just going to give our rapid reaction to where some of these guys landed. Um, If you've listened to some of our Film Room Series podcasts, I've talked many times about a lot of what this stuff, a lot of who these guys are, it still hinges on where they land. So this is a very important time uh, to, to kind of evaluate what, fantasy impact these guys will have in year one things will develop through rookie rookie camp through the off season through preseason injuries will happen guys will shine in camp there'll be movement in depth depth chart guys will kind of you know surface in places but right now we can have a sense of okay hey this is where we think these guys are going to wind up on their respective depth charts from day one and that gives us a clear picture of can these guys be fantasy relevant in year one? What's their dynasty value long term? And we'll try to pinpoint all of that. So let's start at the top around one. And just so we'll talk about, so days one and two, rounds one, two, and three, we saw 33 players taken in terms of fantasy relevant players. Yep. We saw yep. five quarterbacks, seven running backs, 13 wide receivers, and eight tight ends, all of whom I think in days one and two could have oh yeah probably an impact at some point yeah all the day two guys will be guys to keep on your radar for you know round one round two picks in your in your rookie draft so let's start with the two quarterbacks off the top i don't think we'll get i think most of our talks about running backs and and wide receivers will be a little bit more in depth here than quarterbacks but let's talk about the quarterbacks to start so kyler murray goes first overall to the cardinals not a huge surprise there i think a lot of people expected that for the most part now daniel jones to the giants at number six that was a surprise that was a surprise i mean you know there were some rumblings around the league that the giants had them really high on their board but i did not expect them to take them at number six I thought they'd wait till 17. You know, it'd be smart because I don't think anybody else was taking him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gettleman said he he knows that there was somebody that was going to take him between that, but I don't think so. I, I think he's just trying to play off a bad pick. Well, so let's talk about really quick. I, I think it's interesting. Daniel Jones, now with the Giants, 
and Josh Rosen goes to the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. If we're talking long-term dynasty value, which quarterback would you rather have Give on your Rosen. roster? Yeah, you know, you're using a. I think what Miami trade him for? A, was it a third-round pick? Late third-round pick? They traded. Yeah. They traded back and then said, "Nope, this is what you're getting." And then and Arizona took it. Yeah, like they had an early second-round pick and then they traded back and and, and then and yeah. then traded. Yeah. They're like, "Yeah, well, this is what you're getting." Right. And Arizona had to take it. They had to take it. Yeah. They couldn't do anything else. Right. Yeah, so, I I mean, a lot of people were all over the board on Daniel Jones in terms of talent. You liked him a little bit more than I did. I did from the initial tape because I saw some things with his coaching that, that mimicked, well, you Eli. know, his court. Yes. His, his coach and is Peyton, Eli's coach. Peyton, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I, I liked some of his game from the pocket. Now, he's not, he doesn't have a cannon for an arm. He lacks some things, I think, just, you know, from pure talent standpoint. Um, So I'm not that excited, to be honest with you. I know I liked his tape a little bit. I'm not that excited about drafting him. Let me tell you, if if OBJ was still there, I would say this isn't a bad place to go. You have an amazing running back. Yeah, They've tried to build up their offensive line a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you're sitting behind Eli for a year. You know, but then you think, well, hey, they just benched. Eli middle through the middle of the year in the middle of the year to try out uh what's his name from the uh, yeah. Geno Smith. Geno Smith. Who yes. you had tape on already. That made no sense. So I could see them throwing Daniel Jones in there if they start out really bad. Mm-hmm. I think he needs work. If he could sit behind Eli for a year and learn the ropes and build himself, he could become an okay quarterback. I don't think he ever becomes very great, but he could have been serviceable, but uh, without mm-hmm. OBJ there and with how they've been, I just don't trust it at all. Yeah. Uh, yep, uh, I I agree. Now, now I, I'll say this: I still think I would rather have Daniel Jones over Will Greer if I'm if I'm drafting personally. Do you agree with that or no? He was right there, right there for me. Okay, T- pretty tight. Pretty tight. Um, now we feel that Kyler Murray, especially in a league that we play in where it's super flex, super flex, uh, he, he's a top five pick. Might be a first I overall. He, I mean, depending f- on what your need is, I don't. I mean, he. He could be the the game breaker, the one that gets running yards as well as 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 has ability. Cheat to throw code the ball. a little bit because he has he has the ability to throw the ball. He's got a yep. good arm. Yep. He just is small, and I don't see him make consistently good decisions in in the in, pocket in the pocket. So. Yeah. That's and, what I saw that, on tape too. Was that, just a little bit of inconsistency mm-hmm, yeah. in terms of his accuracy in three and five step traditional drop back yeah. passes. But he yep. could be the cheat code. So if you're yeah. a team that needs a quarterback, I'm telling yep. you, just take him one. You yep. just take him. Because he has that cheat code mentality, at least he's going to be a top twenty quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that you know the sky's the limit for him. Really, he's starting if he's going to be starting on a team that just drafted three wide receivers. I mean, for it, and for, they they still have Larry Fitzgerald. They still have uh, Christian Kirk. Yeah, for I mean, for example, and we're in the league we're in a ten team dynasty league. We there's people like Nick Foles, Joe Flacco, Eli Manning out there. Yeah, I'd rather have Kyler Murray. Like I'm gonna draft him high yeah. if I need a quarterback in that league. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So we, you know, we have a free agent rookie draft. Um, the way we do it is we, you know, drop a handful of players. Yeah, our benches um, aren't that deep. Correct. Yeah. So that's it, it's kind of I, I like it. It's yeah, great. I like it's great the way, the way we, we, do it. we set it up. Um, okay. Well, let's let's move on. So the quarterback talk, we can kind of move past those top two guys. Um, TJ Hawkinson at number eight to the Lions, Pat. I thought this was a good pick for the Lions. It's yeah. exactly what they needed. It was it was it was what they needed. You know, you know, the one guy that you should really be pumped about this, anybody that owns any any um 
what's his name? Carry on Johnson. Carry on Johnson shares. You should be really happy about this because he is a guy that can do everything. He'll stay in there and block. He can receive. He gives you a lot of flexibility on that offense, and and he should be able to really open up some lanes for carry on. So I would be really happy about this as there as that owner, and you know, and even a Stafford well, owner because he he's going to be offer a nice reliable yeah. target for Matt Stafford. Yeah, uh, you know we're talking about an offense that down the stretch when they lost Golden Tate. Um, I think Marvin Jones spent some time. It, he was injured too. I think towards yeah. the end of last year, that really struggled. You know, to find um, Matt Stafford really struggled to find guys in the passing game to really help him out. So Marvin Jones is getting older. Uh, Kenny Galladay looks like he could still be an emerging star, but I still think that they need a, a legitimate receiving threat. Yep, agreed. And they lost Ebron. They don't have anybody to replace him. This guy gives them somebody that can yeah. replace some of Ebron's talent if not as athletic if not the athleticism quite that have been fun mm-hmm. but um, i think he'll be he more also, successful than i agree i mean he gives them somebody like eric he, ebron was yeah. i think he'll be more successful i think he will too and i think he also gives you the be able the, uh, the ability to block which is huge for the lions mm-hmm. is he uh consensus he's the easy number one pick at tight end oh yeah oh yeah i don't think i mean Font got a nice spot, but I don't think it was good enough to make me want him over Hawkinson. Because, well, I mean, Hawkinson offers you a lot of the things that Font does. Font definitely has more athleticism. I'm not going to say that. But Font can can be one of those possession guys that gets you a lot of targets and receptions. Yeah. So, let's while, while we're on the subject, why don't we just – why don't we talk about the tight ends really quick that we're on the top of our board. Um, Irv Smith to the Vikings, second round, 18th overall. Yep. And Noah Font, we just mentioned, first round, let me find it here, 20th overall to the Broncos, which I thought was a little bit of a surprise where they took him, though I think it makes sense. I think sense. that was about right where. They have a lot of where, tight ends. I, yeah. I was kind of surprised. They like that tight they, ends. And Joe Flacco's always been a guy who likes yeah. to throw his tight end, yeah. tight end, so it's not a bad spot for him either. And then Jay Sternberger, third round to the Packers. This is an interesting one. I like Jay Sternberger's talent. He does not offer you much in the run game. But... He is a game-breaking town. He 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 just. I remember some runs where he just would just manhandle people. So let's say that that T.J. Hawkinson is our first tight end going to the Lions, out of Irv Smith to the Vikings, Noah Font to the Broncos, and Jay Sternberger to the Packers. How would you rank those tight ends two through four now? I'm taking Font now at my number two. I had originally Irv Smith as my number two. Now Font has jumped him with that landing spot. I like it. I like it. You know, Joe, like I said, Joe Flacco likes throwing to his tight ends. Mm-hmm. And I I have a feeling that... that uh, They still have that, some unproven young Elway, receivers there. And I have a feeling that Elway is looking for his Shannon Sharp. Somebody that, that he can... A good tight end he can throw the ball to. Yep. Um, that that says to me that they're not confident in Jake Butt and the other oh, tight yeah, ends no there. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, to if be you have him in the dynasty league, this is this is a to take him in the him. first round. Yeah. yeah, this is a game breaker that they're expecting to be a go-to tight end. Yeah, you know, a top five end. Mm-hmm. I remember, in, dude, in, I had Jake Butt starred in my in our league just because I was like, you yeah, know, maybe he'll eventually show up. This, well, if this... he would have never torn his ACL, yeah. I think it was in the bowl game. They would have been a little bit know, higher picked. He would have been. He would have been higher. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I mean, look, Irv Smith to the Vikings. This guy you really liked. Yeah, we got. Really I got to take a look Smith. at Kyle Rudolph's contract situation. I'm not sure what how much time he has left in, in Minnesota. He's been there quite a while now, so I think he's 
getting towards the end of his time. Mm-hmm. I I love Irv Smith. Um, you know, I I'll have to sit down a little bit more and think about this, but I, I I think this is a fine landing spot. I think he could have done better, but I think he could have done much, much worse at yep. many other places. So I think, I think this, this is, is fine. I think this is gonna be one of your tight ends that just takes a long time yeah. to develop. Like they usually do. Yeah, it could be. It could be a three year guy for yeah. sure. Uh so I would I agree there. I think I would temper the expectations in maybe year one and two for Irv Smith, but I, that's a guy that could be a year three. Um, like think what benefit, think what know, a, one of his benefit. counterparts did, uh, OJ Howard. Like he kind of yeah. went to went to Tampa, had a quiet year one, right. and we're still some, showed some like upside some in year growth, two, yeah. and now he's coming out year three, a, a mid round yeah. tight end. Yeah. Now, if we're talking about Jay Sternberger. That's a guy who ha- might have a chance to step in there right yep, away. I agree. You know, the way Jimmy is Jimmy Graham back with I know that I should I th- know this. Is Jimmy I mean, Graham back with the Packers this year? So. I think so. I, I mean he I feel like they like probably got a two year deal on him, but probably yeah. one they can get out from under. So I think that's a guy that actually might have a chance to be uh an impact guy even quicker than Irv Smith. Yeah. But I will take Irv Smith long term. No doubt. No a doubt. little bit more. Another guy who went and I, I Admit I have to I'll have to sit down and watch a little more tape on him. It's Drew Sample yeah, going second know. round, twentieth overall. The Bengals. That's gonna be another one I got to watch on. But I mean, an interesting place they like throwing to their tight ends. I mm-hmm. when I hadn't really thought about too much. Yeah, so that's kind of the tight end landscape now. I agree though. Hawkinson number one for me now. Um, you know Noah Font at, at the Broncos is is my second, and then Irv Smith number three and Hawkinson or. Um, uh, excuse me, Jay Sternberger, probably four. Drew Sample, have to look at him a little bit more and uh, kind of break his tape down a little bit more where he went. I think that was a little bit higher than people expected Drew Sample yeah, to probably go from what I heard. Yeah, I was expecting guys like Josh Oliver, Dawson Knox. Those guys go hard. They didn't really fall into great spots. Callie yeah. Waring, uh, they didn't, I mean, I, I can't exactly remember where Callie Waring went, but, you know, I don't think they fell into as nice spots mm-hmm. as where Sample is. I can tell you here in a second when we get there. Let's stick on the first round topic, though, and talk about another quarterback who went a little bit after Murray and Jones. And many expected him to be the second quarterback off the yep. board. That's Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio State going 15th to the Redskins. I think this is a pretty good landing spot with uh, Jay Gruden. I, I, I think this I is I okay. I mean, I know we both were kind of a little down on him from mm-hmm. what the we thought the— the general consensus in the scouting community was, but um, I thought to to me, I thought he needed to land in the right system where he could do just what run that West Coast short passing game. Maybe he has he doesn't have have a nice intermediate game, but you know I didn't see too much in the deep. He see like I, I think this is a good spot for him basically. Mm-hmm. Now I I'll say this I Kyler Murray. At one point, I had him a little bit lower. He's higher for me now. Drew Lock is still my one or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Dwayne Haskins is probably my three. Yeah. At this point, um, I think it always was that way for me. I actually had Drew Locke and, and Haskins back to back. I was going between those two. They were very, very fairly close to me. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I agree. So, Dwayne Haskins to the Redskins, and we'll talk about the receiving threats that they picked up too here in a little mm-hmm. bit. They got a couple guys mid round at a former teammate too that uh, will help him in his, you know, start of his career because the Redskins were very depleted. You know, Jamison Crowder went to the Jets. Um, Josh Doxson has not really worked out to this point. Chris Thompson is a receiving threat out of the backfield. Now they have some weapons that we'll talk about uh, that will help Dwayne Haskins early in his career. 
Could be nice landing spots too. It could. It could. So Josh Jacobs, we'll talk about him next. Running back out of Alabama is the first back off the board. Goes 24th overall to the Raiders, Pat. I think we are all on the same train that Josh Jacobs is the number one pick. Yep. I mean, unless you're in a super flex lead and you need a quarterback, I'm taking Josh Jacobs 1-1. Yeah. 1-1 overall. You know, I flirted So if you need a quarterback, Kyler Murray is your first selection. In a super flex. Yeah. In a super flex, he's my first selection. I don't think Josh Jacobs is at the level of Saquon Barkley where you're just dumb if you don't take him. I don't care what you need. But I think he's going to be a solid back. I liked his ability. Me and you both had him as our number one. Well, actually, no. I had him as my number one. You had Rodney Anderson as your number one, correct? Yes, that's correct. But, uh, you know, in terms of ability, in terms of ability. Um, Josh Jacobs, he, uh, I think he's going to be solid there. I think he's going to get a lot of carries. Is he going to be a game breaker? Maybe. I think, you know, he he jumps into the first four rounds of, of in a redraft league. No doubt, and he's my. It would be my number one hundred one overall in a uh, in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, again, back to that point, Rodney Anderson, who I liked because of his versatility the most. I thought he was the cleanest uh, player in terms of being able to do so many things, catching Just the ball, straight tape, straight Versa- tape. versatile. I liked Rodney Anderson. The injury concerns. Now, Josh Jacobs popped the most. Yeah, for any guy, any guy for me. I agreed with you uh, though. I thought Rodney Anderson both had definitely had the same potential or yeah. like more potential. It's just the injury, the injury history that sucks with him. The very next pick, the Ravens selected Marquise Brown out of Oklahoma, and Pat, I think you kind of rejoiced when you saw this pick yep. because we both, and I was with you too, but you especially were very. Very timid, very scared about that Liz Franck injury, mm-hmm. and that scared you. We we think that the talent is there with Marquise Brown. Oh my God! Yeah. But but I, this is a scary injury, and the fact that now he goes to a landing spot that is not good. Yep. At all for fantasy purposes. He's pretty much I, off my board. He's off the board. I I can't yeah. pick him. I can't. I mean, I take him late third, but like yeah, like I I mean, like I said, that Liz Franck injury. Could he? If you are sitting pretty in a dynasty league and you're mid mid second, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to take him. He's. I mean, this is an injury. I think will get better, but it's going to take him two years, and that's what it, at the average is. We've looked at papers saying that it takes a guy two years to get back to full ability from a Liz Franck injury, and most of them need a second surgery. Mm-hmm. So I'm scared about that for a guy that relies on his speed and his agility to. to get open and go. But I mean, if he's not injured, he's probably one of my top wide receivers. Cause I think the, the offensive fit actually does well with him Yeah, because he can run that short intermediate routes and do the kind of the jet sweep and the, and the misdirection stuff. I think the Ravens are going to want to run. There are some guys in the second and third round that we'll talk about more, but okay. Guys like Miko Hardman, who went to the Chiefs' second round, uh, JGR Sega Whiteside, Paris Campbell, DK Metcalf, Deontay Johnson. Are these guys that you're going to want to draft ahead of Marquise Brown? I haven't watched Miko Hardman or Deontay Johnson, but I think that he will. they will end up above him. Okay. I, Andy Isabella is another guy, guy I need to kind of keep an eye on, but I think that I will like him better in this situation compared to Marquise Brown, like I said, who didn't get to a good offense for a wide receiver and is has the injury history. Mm-hmm. Daryl Henderson, Dev, David Montgomery, Devin yeah. Singletary, yeah. Um, Darrell all Henderson, guys that I, I think I'd rather have Marquise Brown than Darrell Henderson. Okay, 
I would probably agree with you there just on the tape that I've seen on Daryl Henderson. And he's went to the Rams. I think Henderson is actually a guy that might surprise people. I think so, A little bit. But, again, I go back to the tape that I watched. Like, I don't see a guy that's going to be a complete back for the long term. I think he's just – I think he's And I think we're away from the consensus on that one, though, where we don't like them where a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, And he went to the Rams. So that kind of is just not a great spot for him unless Gurley is – Unless his knee, yes, exactly. Okay, let's uh, let's finish off the first round with maybe the best pick so far in terms of fantasy. In terms of, I think fit. Well, I I I think it's going to be a good fit no matter what. But Nikhil Harry to the Patriots, at least for the short term, while Tom Brady is still in New England, this is great. I think so. You know, the more I think about it, the 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 less I'm kind of thrilled at it, you know, I think of, of they're going to still, they could still have Josh Gordon. It's still an offense that likes to spread the ball around. And they're, and, and unless that they really, he really comes in and impresses them. He's going to, he's His not chances gonna, of having an impact year one are probably not that good. I don't think so. I think long-term is a great spot for him is if Tom I Brady plays for there. three or four more years, Yeah, but he needs to prove to Brady that he can do all the little things before Brady's going to trust him at all. Yeah. Now, if he can do all that stuff right away, he will become an impact player quickly because Brady will understand that, okay, this guy gets it. I'm going to throw it to him. He's right. where he needs to be. I'm going to get him the ball. Maybe I'm missing somebody too, but off the top of my head, over the last 10 years, when has, have we seen many outside, true outside receivers excel from a fantasy standpoint outside, for the Patriots? Like Oh, uh, I'm I mean, not talking since, Edelman or slot since guys. Wa- since Randy Moss. Like, Randy Moss. There I might mean, have been one or two guys that had like a uh, like a thinking about having a good season. They've and been a few put guys up, that, put up a few yes, good games. Yes. But, but not consistently. Consistently. Yeah, right. I think I'm, they, there might have been a couple guys that flirted with like low RB2 number or wide receiver two numbers that kind of like looked promising, but just right. kind of petered along. Yeah. Or yeah, guys that I, like put like like Chris Hogan did put like three four five weeks together that were right. amazing, but nobody that just did it right. consistently. Well, and Chris Hogan was still a guy who ran a lot of routes out of the slot. Yeah. I think if I yeah. remember, uh, I would have to look at numbers. But I mean, um, yeah, I just Brand. Well, there's been a few Brandon Lloyd. I think yeah. was was a guy. Yeah, who, I think he was one of those guys we're talking about. The, like we're low wide receiver right. two guys that like you had thought a lot, a lot of promise, but just didn't live up to it. And the truth is that offense has built been built around Rob Gronkowski, who's now mm-hmm. gone. It's been built around spreading the ball around, using back the backs out of the backfield. Deion Lewis, James White, um, over the past you know how many mm-hmm. years, right? Uh, so it's it's interesting. We I don't know if we've really seen a really good talent on the outside for the Patriots. I don't know if we've seen a really good wide no, receiver we one haven't. That, that plays truly outside. We thought that was Josh Gordon. Exactly. Okay, let's dip into round two. And this is where things really started to get fun. Oh, it really did. From a fantasy. And it started pretty much right at the top. Uh, Debo Samuel, who's one of our favorite receivers mm-hmm. that we looked at, yep. um, going fourth overall in the second round to the 49ers, Pat. Um, now, this is a team that has some weapons, especially out of the backfield. Um, I think they have a lot of good good options out of the backfield still. Um, Jerick McKinnon's going to be coming back this year, um, unless that they would cut him unexpectedly. I don't think that's really an no, option, is it? But, I think they'll. Um, you know, I, I think that they're – but they're filled up in the backfield. 
Uh, Dante Pettis, I thought, looked good at times in his rookie season. Really good, actually. Yeah, he definitely uh, did. They still have Marquise Goodwin. Pierre Garçon no longer there. But now Debo Samuel is uh, a guy that, that really looks like to, he should have a chance uh, right away, yep. I would I would Agreed. think. Yeah. Um, what was your what was your reaction to Debo Samuel to the Niners? Is this a landing spot that you're you're, you're looking at me like you think it could have been better? I mean, I don't think it, it was very neutral to me. I love his ability, I really do. You know, but being there, I thought he's like, you know, he's a do it all kind of guy, kind of like Pettis is. And it was in, it was just an interesting pick to me. You know, I'm like, okay, that's cool. I I I think I told you at the time. It doesn't make him more attractive to me. It doesn't make him less attractive to, attractive to me. Mm-hmm. Now, they did come back later and take a guy, uh, Jalen Hurd, which that way made me like a little, huh. You know, they're taking three wide, two wide receivers, and they already have Marquise Goodwin and Dante Pettis. Yep. Is Goodwin basically kind of, is this saying, okay, Goodwin's not really useful anymore? Yeah. Yeah, got, yes, yeah, th- yes, you're right. Though they did, t- they took Jalen Hurd, the third pick of the third round. Yeah. Um, another guy that I need to do a little bit more tape he's research a, he's on. He's a converted but, running back. Yeah. So they're just adding weapons yeah. all over the place. But I think Debo's got the the guy that's going to have that Debo's inside track good. to a. a I think a he's good the role. safest. Yeah, I think so too. From what his tape at South Carolina, I was. Really I was really impressed. Really and, impressed. And, and he was originally was my guy who I'm thinking, you know, no matter where this guy goes, he's going to be good. Yeah. Is there any way that you would draft him over Nikhil Harry? No. Okay. Is he your second receiver? Yes. He's my point? second receiver right now. Okay. We talked about Drew Locke already. Um, uh, let me ask you this. Is there any chance that Drew Locke, you know, dethrones... Joe right Flacco at any point this season, if they're bad, if they yeah. you know if they, if they come out of the gate and go like four and eight, you know, I mean, I imagine he'll get some time in there, or you know, maybe not that bad. Like you know, if they're out come out of the gate and they're two and six, like they're gonna put they're gonna put Drew Locke in. Yeah, I I think that could be a good spot for him though. I, I do. I, I agree. I'm excited about him. A lot. I, I mean, I think, I, I think he. There's no way he's gonna be another, you know. Any of these other quarterbacks yeah. that they've had over the years. I, I think it'll be better that. for him if they're good this year or at least like can maintain the playoff race. That way he doesn't have to get in. And he can do the home Mahomes where he just, after a year, they yep. go, well, Flacco, thank you for what you did, for teaching him. Now get out of here. Yeah. And then he takes up and, he, and, he, and he's the starting quarterback going forward. I think that would be the best case scenario for him. And it's a team that I think could do that. Yeah, I and you know I think they they still have a pretty decent roster. I do. And Flacco I, you know, there's isn't some things that, that they need to replenish there. Fla- but Flacco's in a, a little bit below average quarterback. He can yeah, he can maintain that that play, that team there. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll skip over Irv Smith because we talked about him. AJ Brown, nineteenth pick in the second uh, round. This one wow, hurt. We, we were so excited about AJ Brown, but he went to the Titans and Marcus Mariota, who yeah, pretty much ruins everybody that ever had a hope yeah. of being fantasy I'm, relevant. In my dynasty team, I'm sitting in in Corey Davis purgatory right now and just crying that at what could be. Yeah. And this is where uh, where AJ Brown went for at least a year, at least a year. Yeah. Or well, maybe most a year, I guess. Yeah. Hopefully, well, hopefully. What I'm saying is, I, I hope that he's out of there next year. As in, um, it, Marcus, 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 Marcus Mariota. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, probably not. 
It's his last year of his deal. They're going to have to sign him. Huh? That'll be interesting. Well, that's a conversation we can have for later. a later time. Not um, a great, not a great spot to fall. Not a great spot for AJ Brown to land. He goes to an offense where, you know, I think yeah. If I have to say one thing, I don't think he's going to have a problem finding his way on the field early. No, no. Even you know Corey Davis is going to command his role on the outside. That's fine. But I think AJ Brown's a guy who's going to play gonna that be an X. weapon. And he's going to even maybe play a little bit of slot at times. I yeah, I, I could see it now. He he. I mean, what I always heard people saying he's Juju. Yeah. Now who I, I'm having trouble remembering who else the Titans brought in they, this year. Oh, um, do they bring in uh from the Bucks Adam Humphreys? Oh, Adam Humphreys. They brought in Adam Humphreys for yeah. so he he's kind of their slot guy. Um, no more Richard Matthews is not there anymore. Didn't play last year. I don't even. I think he left think. halfway through the year or something. Yeah, there was a weird rift there between yeah. between him and the Titans. Um, you know, I think Delaney Walker is now he's a questionable questionable. I don't know if he's re- he, he might retire. Really I, I don't even Possibly. know his he, he's up ca- in the air. I haven't heard right anything now, right? about him. Basically. Okay, so there's going to be opportunities there for AJ Brown, and in terms of talent and and he's got it. an overall. Re- well, let's say that I'll put it this way. From what I saw on tape, from a lot of different guys, I love Debo Samuel. I think he's right up there. I had A.J. Brown higher because I thought that A.J. Brown was more of a complete receiver. Mm-hmm. I thought he gave you the best chance to be a complete guy yeah. at the position. I think he's safe, too. Yeah. I think I thought he was you – no, know, whoever was getting him was getting the baller. Right. And But he, now I'd rather have Debo no, definitely. based have Debo. on just, this, uh, these just, landing spots. I mean, I you think. have two guys that were going to be sure things, and then A.J. Brown fell in a bad spot. So Yeah. Okay, so Drew Sample, we talked a little bit about him going uh, the next pick, 20. So we had a run there, right? We had 18, Irv Smith to the Vikings, 19, A.J. Brown to the Titans, Drew Sample at 20 to the Bengals, then Miles Sanders at 21 to the Philadelphia Eagles. And what is the outlook for Miles Sanders, Pat? I I mean, they they just signed Jordan Howard. Uh, They still have Josh Adams. Um Right. Yes. Uh, they still have. Yeah, they, have they, still have, they still have all those guys. Now, they still now have Smallwood. They still have Corey and Clement. Clement. So Sproles hasn't said he's retiring yet. Right. And, they, and he's the one that got on the back the, on out on the field the most. Yeah. So where does Miles Sanders fit in? I I, I think this is a p- perfect example of a guy who year one, you know, I think we're going to see some good things, but I don't think mm-hmm. he's going to be in your starting lineup. How about this year's uh, carry on Johnson? I don't even think he does quite that much personally. Okay. I think Carrion did quite a bit, you know, because he was okay. in a better situation. Maybe I, I I don't know. I I think that from what I saw, the Eagles kind of like Josh Adams. I think that they yeah. probably no. give Jordan Howard a decent run this year. I think this is kind of in with the. In You're with talking the, about getting Jordan Howard, who's 25 years old, yeah. who had 2,000 yard seasons to start his career. I think this is out with the old committee, in with the new. I think Miles Sanders might could work his way to be the lead kind of guy in that committee. And he offers you more than what Tariq Cohen did, who was, you know, kind of Jordan Howard's spell. So I think it would be more Miles Sanders getting spelled by Jordan Howard is where the way I see this all shaking out. What concerns me, not concerns me, it just, it it worries me from a fantasy, I guess, uh, what am I trying to say? A fantasy, um, Standpoint. production standpoint but but in terms of usage quantity yeah no i agree it this worries me because doug peterson in this offense they you don't know where they're going to go with the running backs nope. 
they 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 literally will. They've had they'll they go all over the place yeah. game to game. It just depends on who they're facing. It's kind of like the that. Patriots, like it's a hot hand yeah. type of thing. Yeah, but the landing. I mean, the offense itself is explosive, yeah. and they're dynamic, and that's good. Um, I'm excited about Miles Sanders. I just think that you're going to be as an owner. Don't I wouldn't go into year one expecting a whole lot. Let's put it that way. He's jumped up to my RB three. Now, if we're talking about a guy, we talked about those three running backs: Henderson, Montgomery, Singletary, who went in the third round. I think that Singletary and Montgomery have a chance to make a bigger impact right away than Miles Sanders does. I disagree. Okay, what? Well, so I tell think me why. Devin Singletary has the least amount of production this year. But long term, he's a better buy. Who's there to Lashawn McCoy? Lashawn McCoy, thirty Frank Gore, one years old. Lashawn, don't do you ever dare doubt Lashawn McCoy? I doubt Lashawn McCoy's ability to stay on the field. Oh yes, that that <laughs> definitely could be a thing. But then Frank Gore is right there, as well as T.J. Yeldon. Oh yeah, see, uh, Pat, it's a crowded backfield. I know it is. Uh, and I, I I believe it. I you yeah. know that I like Devin Singletary's yeah, ability. Back. You're right, T.J. Yeldon, Frank Gore. I think that right. If you need a running back right now this year, and you can't get David Montgomery, that Miles Sanders, that Miles Sanders that is your next guy. Yeah. Okay. I still think they both have a lot more upside in the future, and I think Devin Singletary gets to higher upside yeah. potential. I'm definitely taking David Montgomery, though. Oh my God! Yeah, he because... steps into it. I think you know Josh Jacobs is a is a is a, a, a round four, round three running back anymore. I think David Montgomery is right there with him as a round four, round five kind of guy. Yeah. If not, eventually you swung, higher. You probably just swung me a little bit. Um, I, kept forgetting that, I keep forgetting that the Bills signed TJ Yeldon. Yeah. And I'm not worried about LaShawn McCoy too much. I, I just feel like he's going to break down again. I have a bad I mean, feeling. If he stays healthy, he's going to control, control that job. He probably In the will. chance that he does. He In probably the chance will. that he does. Yeah. Okay, Miko Hardman, who is another guy who we haven't done a ton of tape study on. No, this was a, uh, this was the biggest surprise of the first four rounds. Going twenty fourth in the second round to the Chiefs. Now, is this a foreshadowing of things to come with Tyree Kill? Is he going to be kind of that replacement in the offense? Yep. Um, not saying that he's going to step in and, and be Tyree Kill in terms of numbers and production, but uh, kind of filling that void a little bit. Uh, I think I think they're very similar players. Miko yeah. Hardman's value has just jumped. I, a yeah, ton. <laughs> it was. I mean, he uh, it will be easily be the biggest climber in my draft board yeah. from going basically to the bottom of it to the top. I mean, I need to watch him to see where he kind of slots in with my first two round guys. But I think he, you know, is going to be he's going to be a guy you got to keep your eye on. Like, if Tyree Kill is gone, he's going to have an instant into fantasy production. Yeah, he's going to need to be on the field. Yep. Um, he's going to be, he offers you a lot of, uh, a speed. I know that he's very fast and he seems to be pretty agile. I just haven't seen much of him at his tape in Georgia. And I'll tell you, I saw him a little bit whenever I was watching Riley Ridley, but he didn't pop like AJ Brown did whenever I was watching DJ Metcalf. DK Metcalf. Yeah. DK Metcalf. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I have to sit down and watch McCall Hardman more, but you know, the offensive fit is great. Yep. This is a guy that if you're starting to, again, we've talked about this, getting ready for your for your rookie draft, starting to look at some of these guys, I would take a hard look at Mikko Hardman. Yeah, and do your, you have to. Do your research on this guy because this could be a situation that is very... Uh, I'll tell you, I, you could, know, I could easily could be see very him... could very good. <laughs> I could easily see him slotting into my the end of my first round. Yeah. 
And I could easily see him being like towards the beginning of the third round for me. Sure. So he's easily got, he's got a wide range of kind of possibilities depending on what I think of his film, but you know, he could be a pretty top rated guy. Yeah. So Miko Hardman, we will, uh, we'll certainly we'll be doing, you. yes, we will definitely get back to you on him. Now this went, this started a run in yeah, the second round of wide receivers. We had five receivers go in the next eight picks. So it started with Hardman to the chiefs at 24 in the second round. The very next pick, the Philadelphia Eagles selected JJ Sega Whiteside out of Stanford, a guy that we looked at as a true box out red zone threat. Yep. Not much production in, in between the twenties from what we saw, but what does this offer Carson Wentz and the Eagles offense in the passing game? That's what I really wasn't sure about. You know, they already have a guy like him in Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey's a lot more athletic, but, you know, he kind of does a lot of the things that I would think that Arcega Whiteside does. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people that thought Arcega Whiteside has a lot of upside as a route runner. And I didn't exactly see it, but, you know, those are one of the things that I go back to the tape and be like, you know, is did I miss something? Because I know a lot of people that said, hey, this guy's got a lot of uh, upside in that in that area, mm-hmm. and maybe I just haven't caught, caught on to that yet. He has a, he has good hands. He doesn't drop the ball like we saw with Hakeem Butler and DK Metcalf. Yep. He goes up and gets it. That ball is his when it's in the air, and nobody is stopping him. Yeah, and I haven't seen You throw seen a jump anybody. ball up to him in the end zone, and he's getting. You can't move him. No, he you boxes everybody him. out. He looks just yeah. like like he's on the basketball yeah. court. Yes, exactly. It, it, yeah, I was really impressed with his tape of what he does in the red zone um, and just jump balls in general. I think he's a guy who, again, has really good body control, uh, maybe some of the best mm-hmm. in the class in just locating the football and making a play on it at its highest point yeah. and winning 50-50 battles just all the time. I just don't see where it leads to consistent fantasy success. Exactly, exactly. This is a guy to me that has wide receiver three with up. upside, with, with with like we, well, with weekly upside is what I'm saying. Like this is a guy that you put in on your bye weeks, and maybe yeah. he gets you three touchdowns. Yes, maybe he gets you two catches for twenty yards. Yeah, that's how I see it too. I don't see a guy who's ever going to be like eight for one twenty. No, no, Agreed. not consistently at least. No, um, but if you want to take a flyer on a guy like this, could be a guy we're talking about down the road. That in a DFS situation where yeah, you need large, a you need a large. two to three touchdown yeah. game or something, and it's just red zone opportunities. That's now good. Zach Ertz, eats. best ball DFS league. This is a good yeah. guy to get in. Your team. Now the Eagles have guys that eat in the red zone. Yeah. Zach Ertz eats in the red zone, and that's that's. Uh, but but this is a guy like that to could see him too. get a little bit more of like a uh, a Debo, somebody like that. That I mean, that you know he went earlier, but somebody yeah. that was a little more dynamic. As a playmaker compared to just another kind of yeah. big red zone threat. Yeah, so Arcega Whiteside, I'm I'm not that excited to, to jump on that train. Mid-second uh, round for me. Him. Okay. Maybe early mid-second. Okay. Uh, 14, that's fair. 14 range. Now, a guy that I was not excited at all about two, three weeks ago uh, after looking at the tape as a, as a total wide receiver, complete wide receiver, but now things have changed a little bit. Yeah. Or at least wow. have looked better. Uh, Boy, did he fall into about the best situation he could have. The very next pick to the Indianapolis Colts in the second round, Paris Campbell, 
out of Ohio State now as a, a playmaker indoors, uh, you know, on that fast track in Indy with an offense and up a pace offense, a beat yeah. offense with Andrew Luck. Pat, I, I think this is a great landing spot. I think it is. And you know who he is very T.Y. Hilton-like. Yeah. Now, I see him as a – I've made this comp before. I think he's kind of like Ted Ginn. I think he'll make plays like Ted Ginn a little bit. Um, I think he's a little more dynamic than Ted Ginn, but I know what you're going yeah, there. Yeah, okay. Well, I I think Ted Ginn's pretty dynamic. Yeah, in terms I mean, of just more route-running ability. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just think that, that Paris Campbell's going to hit home runs like – like he will yeah. with a little bit more short space ability, yeah. like quickness and ability, yeah. kind of like Tavon Austin a little bit. But, um, but I think he's going to hit some home runs. Again, this is I, an offense he can do it. He can definitely do this. Like you're going to have Funchess there, you're, who yeah. and Funchess and and yeah. and uh, T Y Hilton going deep, and if yeah. Paris Campbell can work those underneath routes, yeah. Oh man, he's going to be dangerous. I, yeah. I, you know, he was a guy that was towards the end of my wide receiver ranks in like the tens, the eleven, twelve. He automatically he jumped up to like three or four on my list. It would not surprise me at all if, as T. Y. Hilton gets a little bit older, I still think like T. Y. Hilton's going to be the number one yeah. receiver in that offense for a couple of years. I honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if Paris Campbell kind of took over as like Andrew Luck's favorite target. It wouldn't surprise me if you told me at the end of the year that Paris Campbell was the number one receiver of this class. Yeah, I don't think so. It wouldn't surprise me the, either. Production wise, production. Like, yeah. At the end of the year, wise. he's the one that is yeah. is the number one. Is the like at the top guy. Right. Now, the one thing that we haven't seen with, with the Colts uh, is a lot of production out of receivers, you know, second receivers. No, right? We, we haven't. haven't seen it. Now, we haven't seen the talent either. Now, Paris Campbell could be that guy. But a lot of the production outside of C.Y. Houghton goes to Eric Ebron. Yep. It goes to Jack Doyle. It goes to the running back position. So we'll see if Paris Campbell finds his niche in the Colts offense to become that guy. Which I do think he can. I do think he can. And then to top off the uh, or to cap off the the second round, two wide receivers went. Um, Andy Isabella at thirty in the second round of the years on the Cardinals, mm-hmm. um, and, and then DK Metcalf to the Seahawks. Didn't think About he'd fall this far. Two most different people you could ask. Yeah, for. really, really. So the Cardinals end up getting uh, again. They they end up getting Kyler Murray in the first, and then they go. Uh, their second offensive player, they get Andy Isabella. Yeah. Who I think this was kind of a, a little bit of a shocking pick, wasn't it? Yeah, and the more but the more I thought about it, the more I kind of thought it made sense. You know, if they're if 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 uh Kingsbury's gonna really run that air raid yeah. offense, this is a guy he's gonna need, a guy that can work in the short spaces, a guy that can get in and out of routes can be a slot guy that he's going to need more than one if they're just going to spread guys out and just kind of throw it all across the field yeah so he's going to need these guys so it, it made more sense as it went on there were other wide receivers i liked better on the board like the guy they got later akeem butler but well if this is what they think they need and he was the only one that fit the role then take him so let's just break down the cardinals situation right now since they went very heavy in uh, the offensive, yeah. uh, you know, kind of area, and especially receivers. Andy Isabella in the second round, and then they get Hakeem Butler in the fourth round, and then they came back and they what? Well, they got another receiver, uh, didn't they? I'm missing somebody here. They get they got three receivers. Keyshawn Johnson. They got okay. Keyshawn Johnson, who we hadn't um, had much tape I didn't on. Hear, or didn't, I didn't. didn't I, he wasn't a guy on. I watched too much on, and yeah. um, didn't hear too much about. So. So they ended up getting him, and I'll find it here. So 
Uh, Hakeem Butler was the first pick in the fourth round, and then they ended up taking Keyshawn Johnson with the first pick in the sixth round is how that went for the Cardinals. Um, Let's, from a fantasy standpoint, I'm going to leave Keyshawn Johnson out of it for now because I haven't watched any tape. And that's no disrespect to him or his game or where he's going to fit. Maybe he's a guy who's going to be a fit fit or a sleeper. But let's focus on the guys that we've really paid a lot of attention to, Andy Isabella, Hakeem Butler, and... um, uh, Kyler. No. uh, I'm drawing a blank right now. The guy from last year. uh, Oh, um, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, sorry. Out of those three guys, who would you rather have on your dynasty roster at this time? It's close between... Let's start with this. Are you drafting Hakeem Butler or Andy Isabella? I'm still going. Hakeem Butler's easier. I just like, I really like, I mean, I got to really dig into Andy Isabella's film. I watched a little bit of it and said, you know what? This guy's fast. He catches the ball well. He's small. And he play and he's, and for me, I haven't been scouting for, you know, forever. So I, going and watching a D, you know, what, it was a D2 or like, or a, or a, well, he played UMass. Yeah, yeah, UMass. It's one of those small schools where there's not much that it's really guarding them. You got you have a small guy who went to a small school and played against a lot in more it's inferior athletes. It's hard to figure out. He doesn't what, have the, the traditional body in. type. I'm not gonna. He's not a guy that I'm gonna really be able to get yeah. a good feel yep. on. And he didn't impress me with what he did there. Yeah. So so I, I, I saw go, I saw good things at the Senior Bowl. I yeah. thought he looked good there. Yeah. I, uh, he did too. I think he could be a guy who could surprise. And I wouldn't put anything past him. I agree. But from I the 100 agree. If you're talking about a guy who can take over. <coughs> and maybe be just a fantasy freak Gold a little run, bit. Yeah. Like Keen Butler could be that guy. Yeah. Keen Butler could be that guy. And I'll go with the upside there, I think, a little bit more so. Um, They'll be close, though, I think. Yeah. I think Andy Isabella end up slotting in right around to Keen yeah. Butler, but I and like probably take Kyler that. Murray can make those throws. He can make really every throw yeah. uh, from what I've seen. He's got plenty of arms. So I think Hakeem Butler will be a nice fit there. Um, I agree. I'm going Hakeem Butler, and then I'll probably take uh, – I still think Christian Kirk is 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 my number two, and then Andy Isabella. I honestly uh, go but between would... Christian Kirk and Keen Butler. Yeah, the fact that he, that I think I'd still take Christian Kirk, just because of the low kind of slot where they where they drafted Keen Butler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I, I see what you're saying. Um, and then DK Metcalf to the Cardinals, or I'm sorry, to the Seahawks. At the yeah. last pick, I mean, yeah, what? and like right as this, this news is great came out, though. This is a great landing spot. Well, right as this news came out, we saw that you know uh, Doug Baldwin might not play football again. Yeah, which is you know, we're shout out to Doug Baldwin, man. He's a great player for a long time and did and he's yeah. an amazing route runner. Love yep. watching him. If you haven't watched his tape, watch some of me because he's amazing. But that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. And he's it's always been bluff. so kind of sturdy. And he has. It's crazy. It's crazy how things can t- kind of turn on their yeah. head. But uh, quickly, if he's gone. DK is going to be the only like going to be the big name in town. Yeah, I mean, no more Brandon Marshall, who they wanted to fill kind of a big mm-hmm. receiver void last year. Um, Could they know, pick up somebody they, like Crabtree? Yeah, potentially. Uh, you know, that's something to kind of look out for as the summer unfolds here and we get into next season. But right now, on its surface, if Doug Baldwin doesn't play football and DK Metcalf is the guy, yeah, you know it just i mean they're very different roles i mean i think it's they gonna, are it's they gonna, are i think it's going to be you know he's going to get a couple more targets just because he has to yeah are they going to be quality targets and are they going to just be able to bracket him in coverage a lot more easily without doug baldwin like 
but I remember whenever, right before we heard that news, I said, I love this news for Doug Baldwin. Yeah. Because that means it just, there's more focus you got to pay on DJ, DK Metcalf. Otherwise, he's just going to burn your corner down the field. Is there any way that DK Metcalf can be the best number one receiver in this class? Easily. In fantasy? Easily. He's, he's got, he was always could have been. Like he and he got and he went to a good a good spot. Like he went to, if any of the other if AJ Brown went here, I would be like number one easy overall. He's my number one number one overall yeah. pick. You know, if some of these other guys went there, they would have been my number one pick. But he's not. He's like ten, nine, eight, right there for me. Yeah, no, I I I'm happy with the landing spot. I think it's good. I think Russell Wilson provides plenty in terms of you know pushing the ball down the field and and kind of playing into the strengths of DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard somebody say the other day that they think Russell Wilson's the best deep ball thrower in the league. I don't agree with that. I don't either. From a pocket standpoint, um, it's going to be interesting to see how he's DK good. Metcalf. I think he's very good. It's going to be see, interesting to see how DK Metcalf works in with that kind of backyard. Style yeah, when when Russell runs Russ around, because because Doug Baldwin had a knack yeah. of getting open. And I think th- the thing is, is DK is so stiff, and I've seen him give up on plays that I just yeah. don't know if I wouldn't like, call him stiff. I think that in short just, space, yeah, some kinda, of his short route running yeah. is not polished. Yeah, and like I just don't know if he'd be the greatest one for that kind of backyard. But I mean, he, I mean, Russell could just throw it up to him, and then like that, and that's great for backyard so too. So yeah. maybe I'm just overthinking it. Yeah, and if he has his role, yeah, then maybe his role's good enough. You know, although I, mean? I will say I wasn't as impressed with his with his go up and get it ability as I with I was with some of the other guys. Well, that's just because he's running by people. <laughs> I mean, I saw plays where he would like be kind of contested, and he didn't yeah. always make the play. He definitely made some amazing highlight plays in those situations, but not always. Yeah. Okay, touching on we're we're gonna hit the third round here quickly, and then we'll uh, you know just kind of wrap it up for the most part. Um, you know, we talked about we kind of talked about the two guys. I do want to talk about the two guys that went later that went expected. Hakeem yeah. Butler in the fourth round, um, and then the two guys that went even actually even later, three guys. Yeah. The two guys that went way late. A lot. Later, Kelvin Harmon uh, going to the. I'm drawing a blank going right to the Redskins. now. Going to the Redskins. Oh, um, Terry McLaurin's another one we haven't. Terry McLaurin. We, we'll talk about a little bit more. Let's about just talk him. about the Redskins. Let's just talk about the Redskins. Let's talk about the Redskins. Let's do that. It's a good point. Let's talk about the Redskins. Let's talk about, um, uh, you know, Calvin Harmon, obviously. Terry McLaurin there with Dwayne Haskins. Terry McLaurin. I honestly like the the spot for Terry McLaurin when I saw that. I'm like, I think well, it's you great. know what? He goes right there with 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 yeah. Haskins throwing yep. the ball. They don't have any ro- other wide receivers there. Nope. Jamison Crowder's gone. We yeah. talked about Josh Doxson Josh kind of Dawson's being a bust. A bust. He's a bum. So I mean, <laughs> they don't have anybody else there. Like yeah. It, it and then you know I'm sitting there. Remember just just in despair because I love Kelvin Harmon and his tape that he's not gone and like there's not that many other good spots for him to land and then the and then the the Redskins pick him up. I kind of did a little hallelujah there because, mm-hmm. like, he he's all automatically in there in a good spot where he could become a number one receiver. Right. So, uh, who would you rather have? Is it, is it McLaurin or is it Harmon? I still think I would rather have Harmon. I think I'm going to end up taking Harmon, but but McLaurin's going to be right there along. Yeah, the and the and that thing. and you can't deny the. I just loved Harmon's film so much. I just can't. When you can't deny the fact that. The, you know, these guys played together in college. Yeah. Like, they have a rapport. They no, have no. a connection already that's going to play a factor, uh, especially early in their time together. Um, and we expect Dwayne Haskins to be the starter. If there's anybody who's going to be a starter from day one, 
other than Kyler Murray, yeah, it's probably going to be Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, it, it's it's funny. I, I'm like I got to really go back and look at where I want to put slot in Kelvin Harmon and Akeem Butler just because I was so off on where I thought they'd go. Draft stock matters. Like where they put the where the teams that put their kind of stock in matters in the sense that if you don't do well immediately. How much rope are they going to give you? Mm-hmm. If Kelvin Harmon comes out and has a, has a bad year one, it's almost like just, you know, he's could be right into wide receiver purgatory and they could draft yeah. Jerry Judy next year. Yep. And then he's just immediately irrelevant. Exactly. And that's something that we talked about earlier too is, you know, there's a lot of guys that we've done, we've watched tape on, we get excited about, but a lot of these guys, there's going to be a lot of guys yeah. that don't pan out. That just, it just doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind. Temper your expectations, I think, with, you know, there's a lot of fantasy relevant players taken from uh, per- the perspective of the position that they play. But at the same time, there's going to be a lot of guys who just flame out. out. And, yeah. and again, another thing to remember is these wide receivers, it could take them multiple years to kind of come up. Yeah, for not sure. A lot, not, I mean, think about guys that we really liked last year. You know, uh, DJ Moore, uh, Anthony Anthony Miller. These guys did a little bit, showed some promise. But, but it's going to take them time. But it's going to take them time. Even Calvin Ridley, like, you know, the, he did some good things. He had some big gains. but Splashes. Kind of more of a splash guy. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, starting off the third round. Let's talk um, the the first player taken off the board from a fantasy perspective, and that was the second pick to the Steelers, Deontay Johnson, who we did not expect. No, we um, didn't. Now, this is a guy who I think that if you want to take in maybe like the fourth round or something a little bit later, I, yeah, I think is maybe— he's gonna be he's going to be interesting because the Steelers have a have kind of a, a, de- like a decent wide receiver, receiver core yep. there. We, I mean, we've got Moncrief. We got Juju. We have James. Yeah. James and we're we're from Pittsburgh, Washington. so we are Steeler fans. Yeah. We, say oh, we, yeah, we, we say we. We say we. We're gonna try to yeah. not so do that. We as know much, but, if you if you're gonna believe yes. us about anybody, we're <laughs> like know that we're gonna we're gonna look into the Steelers. Yeah, we got we got the like we got we got Washington. We got Moncrief. We got Juju. Yes. So the Steelers, um, you know, obviously they lose Antonio Brown. We are assuming that they will. You know, Juju is going to assume a, a big role there. Yep. Uh, Moncrief is a guy who I think could come into his own in Pittsburgh a little yeah. bit. Um, James Washington, a second-year receiver out of Oklahoma State who... Drafted it. Who, they, I mean, they, they invested This is in a him. situation where it would not surprise me at all if James Washington does not pan out and Deontay Johnson slides right in. And I could also see a lot of hype around Deontay Johnson at the start of the year, and James Washington yeah. being the one that ends up having. The it could be. Year. It could be. It could go. Again, it could go either way, and we won't know. I mean, think about Steelers wide receivers. Generally, they've taken a little bit of time to develop. Now, Juju was the exact opposite of that, and the exact opposite of most wide receivers. Well, I think Mike Wallace like, came in right away and made an impact. Yeah, you're right. He did. But, but AB, AB Sanders a- took some Emmanuel time. Sanders took a little bit of time. Yes. You know, I mean, it can. I guess it'll it'll vary. We'll see. We got to see how these guys do. Now, I could easily see him slotting in. So you gotta, you gotta think. I could easily see maybe him ending up early third, maybe sneaking into the second, depending on how I like him. But I gotta yep. watch his film yet. But I heard there was a good buzz around the league about him. Yep. Uh, so we already talked a little bit about Jalen Hurd to the Niners, uh, third pick. Josh Oliver, tight end, uh, fifth pick to the Jaguars. That's a team who at the tight end position right now Just hasn't done much. Hasn't done a whole lot. He's a but... guy that people were excited about. He's very raw, but has a great, good upside. He's got to watch not to draft. Um, 
And then a run on running backs. We talked already about this. Daryl Henderson to the Rams, a guy who I think is in a is in a good spot. I wasn't excited about the tape. I didn't have him as a complete running back compared to some of the other guys. David Montgomery, who went next, who I am thrilled about. Oh, I cannot. Uh, I'm so excited. He's a top five pick for me. In, in he's my number two in in fantasy. You know, top five overall in in a in a rookie draft. Yeah, he's top five overall. Um, uh, going to the Bears, who I think is a great landing spot with Jordan Howard being gone. I'm wrapping this up quickly. We, we yeah. just have a couple minutes left. Um, Devin Singletary to the Bills, who we talked about the crowded backfield, yeah. but the talent is there. I loved his Why tape at FAU. Uh, Jay Sternberger to the Packers, who we've not seen Packers tight ends make a huge impact. Jimmy Graham did a little bit last year, but in the long, grand scheme of things. Could. Sternberger could do it. Sternberg could be that guy who does it. I thought another I loved, Packers tight end to get excited about. Yes, exactly. I loved his tape at Texas A&M, though. Uh, Terry McLaurin. We talked about him going 13th in the third round to the Redskins. Kale Warren to the uh, Texans, 23rd in the second. This is an in interesting the round. The Texans have had kind of flirted with okay tight ends, and he's a very raw but very a guy that could develop again. A, a guy to keep an eye on. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to run through these really quick, Pat. Is there anybody else you want to talk about? Damian Harris to the Patriots at 24. That Miles one Boykin. made me mad yeah. because I'm a Sony Michelle owner. I don't understand it. You know, I, he's a guy I liked. He can do everything. He can't. He's a he's a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Well, so it's not good for. It's not good for I think Sony Michelle, but it's also not good for. It's not that good for Damian Harris either. It's not Harris good for either. any of them. It's, it's not, not good, good for, for anybody. any of them. If anything, I think this probably pushes Rex Burkhead out the Rex door. Burkhead I out assume, the door. And, you know, this kind of... I mean, we, we do know. Burkhead is back with the Patriots this, this year. This could into James White. Dude, Damian Harris is a very good wide receiver. And and it's not like James White's a dynamic player. He just knows how to play. Like, yeah. it's not like he's an overall, like, athletic freak. Damian Harris could be... Could take over James White's role. Yeah, I... I don't see it as much, but that, I just... But it could. Yeah, it could. That'd be a he could eat, dynamic. He could eat, how about he could eat into his into his work share? Yeah, I oh I hundred percent think he will. Um, I think this just probably proclaims the fact that never trust a New England running. Back. Never trust, and I don't think that that Sony Michelle runs away with an every down back no, row. He doesn't. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Miles Boykin to the Ravens at thirty. Another bad landing spot there, just based on that passing. A guy offense. a lot of people liked. Yeah, I just don't see the the second year jump with Lamar Jackson. Me neither. I, I don't see it from a pocket standpoint. I, I I just don't see anything that suggests he'll get better. I look, I'm not rooting against the guy, even though he's in the division of my favorite team. Like I don't like, hey, go get it, man. Yeah. But I don't see it. I didn't see it. Last um, year. Dawson Knox. We talked about him to the Bills at 33. You know, they're a team that is in dire need of a tight end too now. So that's a he's position a, he has where he's, he, he has should ability. step in right away, and I think have a you know, have a shot. Yeah. Got to keep a name on to or an eye on. Yes. Just based on opportunity. I think more yeah. than anything, the name. uh, will Greer to, I wrote down will Grieg, uh, <laughs> will, will Grieg. I don't know. I put a G, extra G in there. So will Greer to the Panthers. So he'll back up Cam Newton for a yeah. little bit here. Um, I liked his, I honestly liked him a lot really? after I watched his film, but, uh, I mean, not a great spot to go. Cam could be injured. So he could, be a name to remember. In my say, mind, okay. he's. I think he's got a career as a really, really good backup. Yeah. If anything, yeah. Um, no, could could succeed Cam Newton, who's a Maybe injury li- yeah. injury liability at any time yeah. too, with that ankle and just all the injuries that yeah. 
he's taken over the years. Alexander Madison, 39 to the Vikings. Not a great landing spot, I don't back up think. For, but... Good backup for Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Or like a Lata- he's Latavius Murray, like a little slower. Yeah, I, I would Big power back. That. Big bruiser. Yep. And then let's cap it off here with talking about just some of the guys that went uh, that went in the fourth round as well here too. Um, let me get here. So Ryan Finley to the Bengals. You know, Andy uh, Dalton is not really kind of taking that next step as uh, I think he projects as a good I, backup. I think exactly. I would agree there. Bryce Love, who had a lot of hype last year. Uh, as maybe the the next guy behind Saquon Barkley, this but made this no is, sense to me. This is weird with the Redskins. I mean, yeah, you have a guy whose ACL is coming along slowly, so you draft a guy who tore his ACL right at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think it's a weird one, uh, a weird spot, and they still have Chris Thompson, who is a great option out of yeah. the backfield uh, as a pass catcher. Um, like if the Steelers, they just still have AP. They like just signed the for a two year deal. Taken, I don't know. Yeah, they got a lot. They just collecting running backs right now. Like if the Steelers would have taken Bryce Love. I've been like, okay, you know what? Yeah. A guy you're redshirting, right. letting him go for the next and, year. And I mean, maybe don't get future. me wrong. Like, this is the NFL this, these days. Like, you stack up on running backs. You better have yeah. three, but at least. But it just, I just, it this pick specifically, fit. I don't think it's a great fit. Now, Justice Hill, the very next pick, went to the Ravens. A guy to watch. A this is a guy I want to definitely do some more game film on. Yep. If he could take, he's fast. He's a, he's a speed back. He's going to be able to break some big plays. He could be the kind of Kamara to Mark Ingram. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that um, that's a guy who I need to look at a little bit more in terms of his just breaking down his tape. But uh, the landing spot I thought was a good one for him. Um, looking through some names here. Benny Snell to the Steelers. Um, you know, he got some hype in his senior year. He had a really, really, really good career at Kentucky. Yeah, he did. But he's a lot like James Conner. Like I don't. the same guy. Yeah, so in terms of fantasy production and less. Not day, this year. Not this year, no. Uh, Ridley Ridley to the Bears at 24 in the fourth round. Pat, I know this was this, not. I didn't make it. Your, wasn't making very happy for me. Now, especially for Anthony Miller fans. I don't think Anthony that I, I. The more I think about it, the less I worry about it for Anthony Miller. It means maybe a bit he's not like if he Anthony Miller needs to focus on beating out the pest than really <laughs> Riley Ridley. Riley Ridley's an outside guy. Yeah, he's, he's not going to be. Uh, I don't think he's going to take much from Anthony Miller. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't love Riley Ridley's tape, but I thought he did some good things from good a route runner. You know, fundamentally, he's very sound in, in some of the things he does. Um, I, I think he's another guy who actually has really good body control and, and just you know is great balance, great route running. Um, yeah, you know, he does some things well. Not going to blow you away no, from an athletic not. standpoint on tape. Tony Pollard, who was kind of a scat back at Memphis behind Daryl Henderson. I didn't love his tape either, personally, yeah, going to the Cowboys at 26. I don't think there's a lot there. Now, Jarrett Stidham, 31st of the fourth round of the Patriots, I think is interesting. Yeah, He wasn't a guy I loved. I, yeah, I, I, I kind of liked him, but... I didn't I, like him. I, don't, we'll I didn't see. like his tape much. I mean, the Patriots always drafted a guy. He's probably going to end up uh, start or like going in a game for Brady in, in Week 17. That throwing two touchdowns, no picks, getting traded somewhere for and being terrible. <laughs> like things have gone lately for the Patriots quarterbacks, right? Yep. Um, okay, well, look, I, I think that's kind of all the deeper that we really yeah, need to get. There's a couple uh, right of guys now. that there's, I kind of some... have sleepers on, like a guy like Darwin Thompson, a speedy kind of small Darren, or I mean Deion Lewis type running back that went to Kansas City. Yeah. I get to keep an eye on. And my deep, deep, deep sleeper is Bruce Anderson. 
a running back from North like Dakota him. State. He went to Tampa Bay, the only running back to go to Tampa Bay. He was an undrafted free agent. You know, put a watch on him. Yeah. Star him. See, yeah, if, for, see if anything comes out in, in training camp. Right. For a team with Ronnie Jones, who it wouldn't surprise me if Ronnie Jones got the worst PFF grade of any running back yeah. in the league last year. I don't I mean, know if he, he did. Well, he but deserved it. He might have. He's that bad. He was really, really bad from what I what I saw on yeah. tape, um, you know, in his game film. But, um, yeah, no, that's a good one because there's not a whole lot of options there. So, all right, well, that's breaking down rounds one through seven, really the entire draft for the most part. We didn't get into a whole lot of guys deep, deep, but I think we touched on... We, tr- we touched on the, the high draft picks. and The, the guys very, that are going to get you, guys. yes, exactly. The guys that we've done, most of the guys we've done tape, you know, some tapes. I mean, we could sit here for uh, another study. hour and a half and talk about some oh, of these 100%. guys. Oh, but... 100%. Okay, so let's put a bow on it all there. Um, this was just our general draft recap. We are going to have more rankings. We're going to be going through, you know, how we place these guys at, you know, mock drafts, things like that over the next month, you yeah. know, leading up to rankings heading into the season. So there's a lot to develop. Again, a lot of our talk coming up is still going to be centered around dynasty yeah, talk. I think we'll come out with our rankings here soon. Yep. Uh, yeah. So we'll talk then, more about that, yep. but. All right, well, uh, you know, for Pat Cotter, I'm James Swanson. This is Pat the Stats. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Again, you can follow the uh, podcast on, uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can find the podcast, subscribe, and download on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Have a good one. Bye-bye.